Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to everyone for all the support we get, specifically the students of By the Hood University, which is still growing. And I know I say that on every episode, but we literally grow on a daily basis. Um, So shout out to everybody over there for building an amazing community of people that are willing to help each other grow and build wealth. Uh, You know, so I got my partner, Crown Corey with me. Corey, what's up, good brother? Hey, man, you muted, good brother. Yeah, uh, Corey sounds like he's having technical difficulties. Hey, we can't hear him at all. But um, Can you hear me now? Now we can. No, I was saying every day above the ground is a good day. It's 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 a uh, it makes it you know living is good, man. You know how hard it is to live out here. So I'm I'm living, so I'm good. Yeah, bro. Yeah, especially especially when you in Philly, bro. Philly Philly crazy right now, man. But with that being said, man, listen, you know, our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work building businesses and helping the community. This brother we have on now, man, is is doing phenomenal work in the real estate space, man. He's a must follow on IG. His before and after pics, bro, are straight motivation. Um, without further ado, man, I want to bring my brother Justin on. Justin, what's up, good brother? What's up, Jim? Now, how you, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good, Corey. What's going on? What's going on, Josh? <laughs> hey, listen, man. Listen, man. Like I said, man, you're before and afters, man. You got to, you know, I, I think you found your little niche with that, man. Especially, I see you over there on TikTok, too. Doing, uh... <laughs> listen, but I, I was struggling with that TikTok. Yeah. I, I was struggling, struggling. I had, I had a phone, my niece in. Give me a, give me a hand. Yeah. <laughs> but what you, bring into the, what you bring into the timeline is needed, though. Those before and afters are amazing, man. There's some amazing work you're doing out there, man. So, you know, first of all, congratulations because, you know, you. your skills as a, a contractor, man, are, are phenomenal, man. I mean, I'm even looking at the recess lights behind you as we talk, man. <laughs> you get busy, bro. Yeah, it's teamwork. It ain't me. It's, it's about having a good team and forming a good team. I've been able to build my, you know, core group of guys for since what? Like really 2014. So, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about it. Then. Let's talk about your background, though. Like, so where are you originally from and then how was your upbringing? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So my um background, humble beginnings, born and raised from Norristown, PA, which is probably about like 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, My upbringing, again, middle class, low, lower middle class family. Um, Basically, you know, follow what society taught me, go to school, you know, get those good grades and you you. You're going to live a good life is, is what I was taught. Right. So um, I followed what I was always taught. You know, I was really the first to graduate um, in my immediate family from college. So I thought I made it. Right. Mm-hmm. My reality was, though, Jim, when I graduated. Right. I didn't land a job for the first nine months. Wow. So I had to move back into the third floor of my mom's house. You know, and um, and I bust my butt. You know, I started off going to community college to save money because I was always aware of the rising cost and the cost of college. Right. So I still even though I graduated with probably about thirty, thirty five thousand student loans, it wasn't as much as some of my, you know. Yeah, I knew. Right. Um, I'm with the community college. So 
fast forward, graduated, didn't land a job for nine months. I, I was working literally odd jobs, man. Those first nine months, like door to door sales, man. Yeah. Like, I, I was the guy bang on your door, right? Bang on your door and try to, um, I think it was a company, AT&T, but it wasn't the AT&T company. It was like one of these other telecom companies, right? Where you had to try to switch lines from Verizon Wireless to AT&T or vice versa, right? Yeah. So I, I was one of those guys working 10, 12 hour days door to door, you know, be at the team meetings at seven, don't get home till seven, right? <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, well, at least we should sell the knives like back in my day. Like a lot of us had to sell the uh, the cutware like door to door. But you know, what's no, no. um, I think. Oh, it was yeah. oh yeah, you know about that. Right? Yeah, yeah, bro, I did it all. <laughs> all right, listen. Um, so here's a question I have for you. Right, um, a couple things based upon that. So, um, you said you went to community. Did you go to uh, another school after community? Yeah. Then I went to community college for two years. Um, mm -hmm. Montgomery County. Um, Monaco is called Montgomery County okay. College. Um, in in Norristown, Montgomery County. And then from there, I went to IUP, Indiana okay. State University. It was a state school. Yeah. So the tuition, you know, I would, I would love to go out of state, but, man, when I started seeing those prices, I was like, man, I need to keep my butt. What was, what was your major? Um, Psychology, and I minored in business. Okay, psychology, and you minored in business. All right, cool. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, right? And, and you know, I, what you learned in school, how has it helped you in what you're doing now? It didn't help me at all. If I'm being honest, <laughs> man. You know, and, and if I'm really being honest, man, they um, it, it actually got me further in a hole because at the school they used to have like credit card companies. You know, they used to have tables. You hey, you can get the Visa card or the Mastercard. So I'm thinking, you know, I didn't know no better credit, so I'm getting credit cards. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I wasn't educated on properly how to use credit, right? So mm -hmm. you being a you know twenty year old kid, twenty one year old kid getting credit card, you charging, 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 and you know I'm making minimum payments. I'm thinking I'm doing good, and meanwhile that debt is just in, in, increasing, 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 right? So it, it so you got that credit card debt that I'm accumulating in college along, along with student loans that really put me farther in a deeper hole. But I am thankful for the relationships, you know, friends I met, you know, things of that nature. Um, I still have some of those friendships. So that was that was important. But cool. um, it's interesting, man. A couple of things. Right. So I know like when I went to Lincoln and state, I went to Lincoln University and they would pull the tables out with the credit cards. man. I told you, yeah, by the way. Yeah. So, L -L -U. Uh, L -U, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I used to visit there, Cheney. Lincoln. Uh -huh. So they used to put the table out, and I remember Discover giving me a 10K credit card. I didn't have a job the first, and they gave me 10 grand, and, and I was swiping away. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was fly as hell for homecoming, all on Discover. But I wonder, do they still do that? I don't know if they still do that, because in retrospect, now looking back at it, that's mad predatory, right? Like, you know, half of it, like, most of us up here ain't got no job, and y'all just putting these, like, tables out here and just giving us 10, 25 grand. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they, like, do you guys know whether they still do that or not? I don't have any idea. Because it wasn't just Lincoln. Like, think about it. They're doing this at colleges all across the country. That's kind of foul. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a big yeah, man. market, though, right? It is predatory yeah. lending, if you think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But the thing about IUP, which is interesting, man, I met a lot of people in real estate from IUP. What is it about IUP? Yeah, man. man. Being up in that mountain must give y'all something, like, special. Like, it must be something in the air up there. Yeah, because it's a lot of y'all in the game. Like, what is it about IUP? Honestly, man, I can't. I, I don't know. I think it's just coincidence, man. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's really just coincidence. You know, okay. I first got exposed to real estate really through my mentor, right? Okay. So, so when I graduated, you know, I was always had entrepreneur um, spirit, you know, mm-hmm. that, that mentality. Like I knew early on, Jen, that I recognized early on that I wasn't going to get the level of income that I knew I could obtain by working for somebody else, right? Okay. And entrepreneurship is not for everyone. I tell people that all the time. But for me, I felt like I had no other option, right? So, you know, the most I ever made on jobs was like $70,000 a year, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I know it was a cat, you know, and I used to look to my left and look to my right of my colleagues and people were miserable. They weren't happy, right? And, but a lot of people that I've found, they they work these jobs, they work these professions because of money, right? Mm -hmm. They, They work and stay at jobs that they hate and despise because of money. Right. So I got um, and I think back in my past. Right. How I got really exposed to entrepreneurship. Um, it was something called prepaid legal. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah. The multi the multi-level marketing company. MLM. They call it mm-hmm. level marketing companies. Right. So I used to go to those conferences. And although, you know, I made a little bit of money, I wasn't at the top or anything like that. But what it did, it started to shift my mind. Right. They started to expose me to other like-minded entrepreneur um, professionals, right? So I started seeing how, hey, you can make money on your own without working a nine to five. So that was my really my first exposure. Um, yeah, I mean, that was my first exposure. Then they, you know, introduced me to self-development books, um, yep. you know, Thinking Grow Rich, um, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm-hmm. other books like that. And that just started to change my mind, man. Um, yeah. and, and then from that, and once you, they say, once your mind is expanded, you can't go back. <laughs> this, is true. this is true. And the funny thing is, though, I tell people that uh, MLMs are like the greatest business school, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a business degree and I have a master's degree too, but I've learned more like, you know, and I've, I've done the MLM thing, but you're right. Once you get into that environment and you start, they start giving you the information and like, you know, some of the, the self-help books and you start to read them and you, your mindset shifts. Um, also, one of the great things about MLMs is um, it helps you in terms of presentation, right? Being able to talk in front of an audience. Public speaking, absolutely. Listen, so it's like one of the greatest business schools. Even if you don't like, you know, and again, some some of them aren't really selling products. We we know what the, the game is. Yeah, yeah. But, but the what you can learn from going through one of them, it's like one of the greatest business schools there is. Is a uh, you know multi level marketing companies. Believe it or not, that's my opinion, please. I I agree, man. And it doesn't cost you. Guess what? It doesn't cost you. <laughs> it won't cost you a hundred yeah. grand with college with. Like yeah. This is absolutely true, man. So, how, so you have a mentor that introduced you to real estate. How did you meet that mentor, and, and what was it? What did they actually, you know, what kind of game did they give you to get you started? Yeah, man. So, um, I knew him basically my whole life, right? But I, when my back was against the wall, I had a prior business, um, like an online ordering business, and um, similar to like a Groupon prior to getting into real estate. And that business, um, when I got fired from my job, I had started that business, right? But then that mm-hmm. business went basically belly up in two years, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm desperate at that point. I done lost like 50 grand. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I already got the taste of freedom not being working a nine to five. So this is about 2013. So I knew this gentleman um, by the name of Mr. Ryan. I knew this gentleman because he, I knew he did real estate. I didn't know how involved he was, right? Because okay. I was friends with his um, with his daughter. I was friends with his daughter, right? So 
I reached out to him and I said, hey, I know you do real estate. Can you help me find a property? You know, he didn't know I was dead broke. Right. He, okay. he didn't know I just lost a bag of money on this other business. Right. <laughs> yeah. So and he was like, are you serious? You know, are you serious? Are you ready? Are you sure you're ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. And Jim, my personality is it's like black and white with me. Either I'm going to do something or I'm not. Yeah. You don't got to convince me. Like, either I'm going to do something or I'm not. Right. I'm mm -hmm. very decisive. Right. And I'm not scared to try. You know, I'm not scared of failure. Like, and I'm already down right now. I'm like, I'm like on my last dub at this point, Jim. Mm -hmm. Right. So I called him. We go to um, uh, West Philly. So he started exposing me to properties, man. Like, you know, 20,000 property here. You know, this is back in 2013. So properties in West Philly, you're getting for a dub and yeah. yeah. So basically um, looked at three different properties. Um, he really started me off now, knowing I know now with like a cosmetic rehab. It was an easy okay. rehab. Nothing like I do now, right? So this is really easy. I don't think I really gutted the bathroom out or the kitchen. Mm -hmm. It was an easy rehab. So yeah. I got this job for 22 grand, right? But I didn't have enough money to both buy the property and fix it up. So I called up um, another buddy of mine from my um, local area by the name of Earl. And we basically went 50-50 on this property. He put up okay. 22. I put up 22. Long story short, we ended up selling this property for 93500 It was on Angora, Angora Terrace in um, Southwest Philadelphia. Okay. So, from that point on, it's been it's been game on, man. Um, I quickly transitioned into um, building my rental portfolio early on since 2014. Okay, and just been just rocking and rolling, man. Okay, so which which one do you like better, um, if any, uh, flipping or or the buy and hold game? I'm a buy and holder, man. Um, I'm a buy and holder, and I'll tell you why. How the light bulb went off for me very early on in my real estate career. All right. First thing is when I was starting off in real estate, again, I'm dead broke. I used to do Airbnb. So I would literally rent out my property, like legit rent out my property, um, my whole entire home. And I would either stay with friends or stay in my bandos. I had a um, sleeping bag. I was, you know, sleeping my band abandoned property sometimes for the weekends. Because okay. a lot of times my Airbnb, it was popping over the weekends, that Friday, mm -hmm. Sunday. So if I wasn't staying with a friend or, you know, someone I was dating, right, mm -hmm. I would just sleep in my abandoned property. Um, so I, would, I, I did that for Airbnb. And that really saved me because I was making anywhere from $1,000, $1,200 consistently. Um, and my mortgage is only like $800. Between tax and insurance, only $800. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's back up real quick. Hold on, hold on. So, yeah, this is amazing. I'm sitting listening to you. So. You would take your own property on the weekend and, you know, go, go stay with your girl, whoever it may be. And then they're running out for Airbnb to make some money on the course of the, the month. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's what I'm talking about. Well, on the sacrifice, you said sometimes you were sleeping your abandoned properties. Grab your. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 That's amazing, man. That's that yeah, sacrifice, man. bro. Yeah. <laughs> you but, boss. Yeah. yeah. When I think back now, man, I was, um, you know, I didn't have a, a family. You know, I was dating. I didn't have a, a, a child or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, yeah, lose. I didn't have anything to lose. I, I was flexible. I was mobile, right? Listen, I, man, I, I love it though. That's that's that that's that's like you know, um, you had that hunger. You were trying to get to it. That's that sounds like Doug. I know you probably heard Doug story. When Doug say, "Look, I, yeah, I, Doug, I, yeah, Doug was even more extreme, man. His, his job. Yeah. <laughs> he, he went in the garage nonstop for a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Doug took oh, it to the next level. I was level. on a weekend here and there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you took a kind of there, but Doug took it to the next level. But yeah, that's that's amazing story, man. Like, mm-hmm. so you know, you said you got into the buy and hold. You realized early on that buy and hold is the move because you started with the Airbnb, but then like you know, um, how'd you get to the point where you said, okay, now instead of just flipping everything, let me get some rental. Like, what was it that made that shift outside of the Airbnb? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my again, my mentor, he um, his 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 job was like um like a nurse like a traveling nurse or whatever mm-hmm. um so he, he had lost his job for whatever reason right so one day he pulls up with a a drop top jaguar mm-hmm. like a, you know nice john you know yeah. jaguar so i was like man like most people you lose a good you know eighty hundred thousand dollar job you're going to scale back your expenses yeah right? but he taught me early on that yo my my lifestyle was not based off of my job, right? Mm-hmm. It was based off of my rental income, mm-hmm. my cash flow producing assets. And I'm like, oh crap. Like, hmm. So you mean to tell me, because because flipping is sexy, right? Flipping, everybody, yeah. it, it, you know, you see those shoes flipping, flipping, flipping. But for someone to lose that type of job and still not miss a beat because his lifestyle was based off his cash flow producing properties, the light bulb went off immediately. So I thought to myself, hey, I'm getting this amount of money from Airbnb. Imagine doing that times 30, times 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. do you still do you still use Airbnb as part of your strategy with your portfolio? I have um um probably only about two Airbnbs at this point right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it, Airbnb is good. You know, we um we had and I say we because my 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 main partner now is my wife, right? She has okay. been great. We work together. She's on board, and um, you know, she she helps to build this thing as well, right? So we had we did have um one Airbnb our condo unit before the pandemic hit. Um, we were rocking, we were making money on that thing. Then then the pandemic hit, so we got basically a long term tenant in that right now. Okay. And then I have another um, I have an Airbnb, one of my mixed use properties that. One unit, a regular tenant, another unit is an Airbnb. So I think okay. I only have actually one Airbnb out there now. Okay, a couple of questions based on that. Um, do you self-manage all your stuff? I self-manage everything. I'm cheap, Jim. I ain't gonna lie, Jim. I, I I might have, brother, 40 hours a year worth of issues. So that's that's, that's amazing. Think about it. 40 hours, you know, if people have these 40 hour weeks, you got 40 hours a year. Worth of issues, real rap, man. So when people say, you know, they don't like the headaches of, you think gonna be a problem. I'm like, man, I tell them all the time, I have 40 hours a year. But what I've noticed is, if you do a good job up front, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have issues. And that's what I was gonna ask you. I know a lot of yours are like, you know, at this point where you're at now. And for the folks that are listening or watching, make sure you go check them on IG and you'll see what I'm talking about. You're doing complete rehabs. So. Yeah. Is that what is that does that help you in terms of low maintenance because you're you're pretty much building everything from scratch does that help you in terms of the maintenance because you're not you know absolutely like what i've what i've learned when i first started um i used to try to take a lot of shortcuts <laughs> right mm-hmm. and then you get in callbacks that i know i should have did something like i know i should replace that water heater that had that rust at the bottom but i didn't <laughs> right i knew i knew i should have replaced that wobbly toilet but i didn't right so now a lot of times is I just like to go new of everything damn there. Like, yeah, so I go new and it saves a lot of callbacks. One, it's going to provide a better quality product 
for the person who's going to every family is going to be living at that property. And it's just, it's just, it's just a better look, right? You get known as a person that provides good quality housing to people and it, it's just easy to rent. Like when I list the property to rent, it's typically gone that first week. Yeah. Um, like it's like no brand. Yeah, we just talk, we just talking about that before we came on. Like renting, renting is like you know. Um, I, I put something on the rental market on Saturday, and by Sunday I had like sixteen people trying to move in. Like so, mm-hmm. you know. But um, something else I want to ask you based upon what you said. You talk about your wife and her partnering with you. How important is it to have a, a spouse or a significant other that's like on board and understands the vision? Yeah, I think it's I think it's crucial, man. Um, to to be like minded, equally yoked. I think it helps to grow a lot faster um it's less stress um yeah it's just, it's just less stress it's just two people on the same page because i think if i was married to the wrong person and they didn't buy in to what i knew was a huge vehicle to building wealth right i tell people all the time like and my wife she does her thing like she has a um a great career you know she makes a heck of a lot of makes a good amount of money in her profession alone right but i say that you're blessed to have those jobs, right? But you can't pass down that job to your loved ones. We can't pass down that job to our child, right? Yep. But these 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 rental properties, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's the game, man. So once you you um you change your mind, and I remember, I remember um, flying back from our honeymoon. I call this punishing myself, right? I said, um, cause I was getting, I felt myself getting comfortable, right? I was like, I was taking a portion of my rent roll to live on, right? Okay. And I was like, coming back from my honeymoon, I was like, listen, I ain't going to take no more money from our rental income. And she was like, well, how are you going to, how are you going to work? <laughs> like, I mean, how are you yeah. going to make money? Like, I was paying myself, you know, a few, you know, three, four grand for my rental. Yeah. And I was like, I just got to hustle. I was like, I'm getting complacent. I'm getting lazy. So, um, so bro, she was worried the first three months was rush. I, I, rough. I was doing notary, doing Uber, um, um, not, not Uber. What was the place? Lyft. Lyft, not, not Lyft. It was Uber. It was, I was doing Uber. It was Uber. Um, I was doing a notary. You know, I was still a realtor. So I was hustling, hustling, hustling. And it's funny that what you put into the universe, things just start happening. Um, my construction business started to pick up. And to this day, I have not touched any of our rental income. We don't touch any of our rental income. Our rental income, we literally are able to survive off of 50% of our rental income pays all of our bills. She still works. You know, I still work. And that's how we base our lifestyle. That's how we base our lifestyle off of half of our rental income. Now, you know, it's funny, right? Because I I, I know I'm wired different because a lot of us will be on social media and people get excited when you see the folks like, you know, um, with the stars and the ceilings and all the fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. I get inspired when I see like, you know, you guys who self-proclaimed cheap guys, like who who I know are, <laughs> who, who I know are getting to the bag, but you guys like brag about like, yo, I'm cheap. Like like you just said, like, yo, I'm cheap. Like, like you, Malik Doug, y'all, y'all, y'all be talking about like, yo, I'm not gonna spend money on this. I'm gonna go spend money on this asset. Like, that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that inspires me, is um, you know. You talk about making these sacrifices, but what you're doing is you're building an empire by making those sacrifices. Yeah, brother, you know? I ain't gonna hold you. Though. It takes discipline, man. It it it, it takes discipline, man. Like, yeah, it takes discipline, man. Like, like Malik got me beat. You know, I still like to get fresh, and he got me beat. I still, you know, I I, I spend a little bit, and I like to get fresh. You know, we like to vacation, and you yeah. know, like that, we spend a bag on that. Um, 
you know, I think, I think that's important though. Experiences are things that you, you know, yeah. but, I, but, I, that, but that's why there's nothing wrong with spending money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, how you do it. Spending money on vacations with your family. That, to me, that's, that's like the most amazing thing. Cause those experiences, you can't really put a price tag. On. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I mean? So, but I think that's dope though. I think you got, like you said, discipline is the key to all this. Like discipline is the key to all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you seem to be focusing, got it together. Let me ask you this question though. Along this journey, um, you know, starting out, going to school, being taught that everything works one way to figuring out how true wealth is built. What has been the biggest hurdle for you, um, you know, personally to get you to the point where now you're so focused on building this business? The biggest hurdle, um, I would say one of the biggest hurdles is scalability in terms of um, my construction company, right? Okay. So, and, and And really finding more help right right sometimes i do have my core group of guys but you know you know i would love to try to scale up more take on more projects and things like that so finding good help i think is the most challenging part about real estate honestly um your 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 your, your team your, your, your people that are going to your, your carpenters or basically your trades right mm-hmm. that is because think about when you build a house you can't build a whole house yourself it'll take yeah. you a year <laughs> right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so um right now i could probably get through three to four projects in 10 weeks with, with my crew right wow. if i had even more people i could maybe increase that to seven to eight projects right um and when you say a project you talk about from top to bottom like if you did top, a full rehab. Yeah, yeah. top to bottom we can get through about good three to four rehabs in 10 weeks that's nice oh yeah. man y'all yeah. y'all getting it in yeah yeah we can yeah we can definitely do that um but yeah, man. I mean, that's the, that's the hardest part, man, because when you think about it's, it's a people business, right? And you're still at the mercy of other people to show up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to show up 100% of the time. Yeah. Right? But to get to that next level where you're taking on, you know, you're Man- managing people, basically, it's like the difficult part. That's the most difficult part. And it's been like that, man. You know, it's, I, I, it's probably like that with a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And that's I think a lot of new investors, they make the mistake. They, they get attracted by maybe a low number, a low estimate, and they get burnt, right? Um, yeah. 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 And the thing is, though, because uh, like I said, like be- being in the business, people speak highly of your work, you know, um, and, and the work that you do in terms of your construction piece. Mm-hmm. How did you How did you go from like just being an investor? And I know at once you were a real estate agent. Um, I'm not sure if you still have your, you still I, I am, but I don't really sell too many houses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you sound like me. Like I have a license, but I, I only use it for my own stuff. <laughs> but with that being said, how did you um make the transition to the construction side? Like, were you always good with your hands coming up, or like, how, what made you make this transition? I, I tell you why. So that first project that was a cosmetic rehab that no one I know now probably should took three weeks. It, it took that guy about you know three three months plus. Um, made me want to transition to form my own company because I've I've learned that. This is about managing people. So when I used to show up to the job site, you know, the GC, they weren't really getting their hands dirty, right? They're just managing the people. So you're only going to go as far as your team. So I knew right away, like, I could, I can do that. So one, you're going to save money, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to be able to do a more efficient job, right? And just do better work. So that made me get into that business very early on. Um, 
Okay. I thought, I thought you could just do it better, frankly. Okay, that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Save you some money, and you think you could do a better job on it. Okay. So how, how long did it take you to, to put together a core team that you know you run with? Because I know that sounds like a difficult part, but you sound like you have your core group together. How long was it that process to get them together? Yeah. So that that I built my team from referrals. Like first, I think guy I met might have been a drywaller um, that I found. I forget where I found him. Oh, I popped up on a job site. And I saw him doing work. And that's a great way to find, you know, good workers, right? You, you see them grinding. I think he was grinding at like 7 o'clock at night doing drywall, you know, with, with, with a little light on. So I popped mm-hmm. in, knock, knock, you know, got his number, gave him a shot. I liked his work. And good workers know other good workers. So he nice. referred me. And that's how it worked. Nice. nice. That's dope, man. Because now you're talking about getting through. Man, I know people. <laughs> it takes... To get through one project, you said you know you get through multiple projects, so that's that's man. So you're scaling up now. Um, it's just, so a, system. It's just a system, man. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's really it's really easy once you get the system, you know, because because multiple people can't be doing the same thing at a job. So you might start demo a roof, and then then another house you don't start it framing. Then yeah. another house you could be at the drywall phase. As long as you stagger them, you're fine. Yeah, gotcha. Got you. So okay. Cool. So let me ask you this, though. Um, so now you have your rental portfolio, um, you have your construction business, and you know you're seeming to get your systems and things together. What's the next step? What's the future hold? What are you looking to do in the future for your business? Yeah, yeah, man. My next, um, my next step is really I have a um a platform called the David J Academy, um, where I am mentoring other people to expose them to this life changing information, right? So. My goal is try to do it at a um, efficient, affordable price point where average day people that look like me and you, right, can get this, consume this information, apply this information, and help change not only their life but their family's life, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do, you know, free webinars. Um, yeah, I try to do it weekly or bi-weekly. You know, people can register for that at whatcollegenevertaughtme.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really trying to expose as many people as possible, man. My goal is to try to expose at least 10,000 people over, nice. over the next you know, couple of years to this information. So I give out free game, and if they want to take it a step farther, obviously they can join the academy, um, work with me, and you know, get into my network and change their life, change the situation. Nice. Um, so that's, that's, that's my next thing, and I get great, great satisfaction about that. A couple of my students have um it's one guy made over thirty thousand dollars um you know so yeah so so, yeah so you got the actual receipts man and what i like about it too is um you'll recognize um you know it's like what i call the uh, the clubhouse effect you have a lot of folks out here who are teaching it but not doing it but you have actual receipts and people could pull up on your projects and see that you're putting the work in so i think that's amazing to learn from the foot of someone who's in the business on a daily basis really working this business so we're going to put the links to all of that within the description as well as the show notes and um i'm going to make a special thing too for anybody that takes advantage of uh, justin's program we'll actually give you access to our free university as well like to, just to be part of that community if you take advantage of his program um, by clicking the link within the description of the show um because we want to again our objective is to 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 build as many um collaborate you know, yeah, collaborate and build as many black entrepreneurs as possible um as well as business owners because again like you said is not necessarily about everybody being an entrepreneur. We do need entrepreneurs. Like, don't get me wrong. We in our community we need entrepreneurs, but we need owners. 
right? And what I mean by that is even if you love your job, because some people actually love their job. Mm. And the funny thing is some of the biggest real estate investors I know have jobs, mm. right? Because they love what they do, but they also get the idea that I can't just rely on this job. So if I ever lost, it's almost different. Like I had someone tell me like, it's different going to work when I don't have to be here. Mm. Your swag is totally different, baby. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Totally it feels it feels totally different. Like yeah. you don't have to when you don't have to be somewhere, you don't feel rushed. You don't feel that 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 overwhelming stress that if you lose your job, then you're gonna lose your livelihood and, and all of the things that you hold dear, right? It, it it makes work feel a whole different way. Like you're there because you want to be there. You're happy. You're actually better at doing your job because yeah. you don't have that stress hanging over your head. And yeah, because that stress, that stress a lot of times is like, if I do this wrong, I might lose my job. You know, like that whole stress thing, but you don't have that. So, I mean, so yeah, we want to make sure we help people, man. And I love what you're doing. I love what you're building, Just, man. So uh, what you're doing is amazing. Last question I have for you is this, though. Um, what is your favorite book or a book that's inspired you along your journey? Yeah, so... My latest favorite book is The Big Homie, uh, Mud to Millions. Um, Eesh. Eesh. That so that's 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 the my new favorite read right now. So definitely folks need to check that out. Absolutely. By Aisha Selden. And um our story. Um and a lot of a lot of ways how we're building our portfolio is honestly coming from Aisha, right? Mm-hmm. Um a lot of our portfolio, we don't have a lot of debt on our properties, right? It's probably mm-hmm. 30. So 70% don't have any mortgages on them, 30% do, right? So that allows us to really cash flow a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So, and again, we just take the funds from our jobs, right? And allow mm-hmm. us to really scale up and buy these properties like that. Man, who knows where you'll be, bro? I'm a little older than you, but it took me years to learn that lesson. It took me a year to learn a lesson. When I had my 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 most doors and I had I had my most debt and I had to scale back and you know pay some stuff off because carrying debt is boy. Yeah. It's yeah. a piece of work. <laughs> yeah. I, I know if you know, I was talking to my buddy about that. Like I know if I, you know, liquidated or refinance a lot, it could, it could go crazy. You know, I could maybe buy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm I'm fine. I like comfort, comfort, peace of mind. You know, I'm I'm fine. I'm, I really focus on the cash flow, um, and you know, not the amount of doors or units. So I just yeah. cash flow, man. And that's that's just to my. Me, to me, that's the way. I know everybody has their own perspective. Yeah, to, me, to me, the way you're doing it is the smarter way because you sleep well at night when you don't have all them people like you know oh, own own millions and millions of dollars now. You know, so it's 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 the right way. It's the, to me at least, right? So everybody has their own perspective, and yeah, I think yeah, whatever, whatever works for me works for you. But um, yeah, shout out to each too because each is amazing. That's our sister. Um, you know, yeah, man. and she's killing it out there. So you guys make sure you pick up Isha's book. We'll put that in the description as well. Muds and Millions. That's mm-hmm. a classic. So yeah, man. Listen, just man, I just want to say thank you again, good brother, man. Thank you for your time. I know your time is valuable. Um. Anything we could do to support you, man, we are here and we're going to make sure that we put this to everyone and make sure you follow Justin on social media. Check out his classes, check out his mentorship program and just, you know, let him know that you heard his episode here on By the Hood um, because he's doing amazing work. But again, you guys got to go. Uh, if you do nothing else, make sure you go look at them before and afters on his IG, man. He out here, he out here killing it, man. I, you know, like I said, it's, it's mad inspiring in, in terms of what he's doing in construction. That's also you know, you have a whole separate business, which is a powerful business. That construction piece, you know, then you have your portfolio. So the way you're doing it is is, is amazing, man. So congratulations on all your success, Jeff. 
I appreciate you. Nah, man, congratulations. I'm I I'm really I like that. I like people that do the math. And so you did the math. You 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 put lifestyle design in front of life, you know, lifestyle, life, you know, designer stuff, right? And so, like Jim said, I like those kind of people. Not that those other people, I dislike them, but, you know, lifestyle design to me is way more important than designer lifestyle. So <laughs> I like that. Lifestyle design is more important than designer lifestyle. Yeah. So, so yeah, lifestyle design, when you, when you move, you move, you know, you, you work on your own time, you do what you want to do, mm -hmm. um, but you still get the work done and you still know how to get to it. So I think that's important, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So congratulations, man. And, you know, um, we'll definitely have you back in the future. But for the folks out there, please make sure to check out what Justin has going on. Um, and just want to say thank you again. Good brother. Yeah, I appreciate you guys, man. Y'all keep doing your thing, man. Y'all motivate me, inspire me as well. Oh, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, bro, man. And for the folks listening, man, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates and we shall see you guys on the next episode. Peace.